You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Hi, welcome to Comeback City, where we explore Detroit's past, present, and future. Today, we are talking about Campus Martius, the heart of downtown Detroit. This episode is brought to you by Spectacular Strolls. Spectacular Strolls offers 15 historic walks in Detroit. Each walk is a self-guided 20-minute tour. Visit SpectacularStrolls.com to order your next Detroit history adventure. I'm Linda Shepard, and with me today, again, is my co-host, Matt Shankin. Hello, Linda. How are you today? I am great. Fantastic. So we are going right down into the very center of the city, to the middle of Detroit. I would say the heart of it, the city. It is the heart of the city. Uh, so this is a very old place uh, that has been occupied by Native Americans, by French, uh, by French explorers. I mean, this has always been kind of the the center place uh, of of Detroit, right? Is I that, think it has. Yeah. And guess what, Matt? I got a quiz for you. Oh God! <laughs> this God. is just really a short quiz. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so- <laughs> I have like PTSD things around like quizzes. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, it's two questions. So. What does Campus Martius mean in Latin? A, Field of Dreams. B, mm-hmm. Field of Mars. Mm-hmm. C, Field Stone. Did you say Field of Marsh? Mars, M-A-R-S. Field of Mars. Yeah. I'll go for two because I don't know what that means. B, Field yeah, B. of Mars. Mm-hmm. You are right. <gasps> totally. And what did Campus Martius mean? Wait, wait. Yes. What does Field of Mars mean? Well, <laughs> okay, so there's a there's an answer to that question, and it is where it means where Roman heroes walked. Ah. And the first Campus Martius was in the ancient city of Rome, where Roman soldiers would drill. Very interesting. Yeah, it is pretty interesting. Yeah, it is. And so that, but that kind of gives away the next the answer to the next question, which is. What did Campus Martius serve as in 1788? A, a market square. B, a drill ground for militia training. Or C, a park. Well, uh, yes, drill ground. Yeah, course, it's the a drill, drill ground. Thing. Yeah, for sure. And uh, you know, there's wow. That's interesting. That's uh, that's an interesting, very interesting tidbit of. Uh, yeah, you know, in you know, like the late 1700s, um, there was still a lot of worries about hostile Native Americans, and Michigan was not a state yet, and the no. French and the English were were fighting over territory at that right. time. Right. So yes, in Canada, there were conflicts with Canada. Yep. yep. Great Britain. So it was kind of a the, a drill ground is yeah. training ground, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going to practice, you know, your mm-hmm. drills. <laughs> and you want to protect your land. <laughs> For sure. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, so perhaps no other area of Detroit has changed more often and more drastically over the years than this little center of the city here. Um, over the hall, the old city hall, 
the Majestic Building, the Pontchartrain Hotel, the Family Theater, the Hammond Building, and the old Detroit Opera House were there. They're not there anymore. They're gone. So uh, if if I may for a moment, um, just give our listeners an idea of the geography and the topography of where Detroit uh, sits in um, in Michigan. So Detroit is on the lower right-hand corner of the mitten, okay? And uh, it there's uh, it it's it kind of go the the shoreline that uh, it, it kind of goes north uh, northeast on a on kind of a diagonal yeah. with Canada on the other side. So you have Lake St. Clair, the Detroit River, and then Lake Erie. Um, and Detroit is sits right on on the Detroit River. Um, and Campus Martius then is kind of the dot in the middle of what Detroit proper is. Pretty much. Of downtown. Of downtown. But that river is kind of interesting too, Matt. Did you know that Detroit is one of the few, very few places, and it might be the only place where you actually travel south to go to Canada? Interesting. It is. You know, wow. You're right. It travels south to go to Canada. Isn't that crazy? It's that Detroit River. It kind of cuts in there. And yeah, when you go, when you are traveling north, you are going away from Canada. But when you are traveling south, you will travel, you will go right into Windsor. You can go across the Ambassador Bridge or through the tunnel. I, you know, Linda, hanging out with you, it's, you know, even, you know, we, you know, you I mean, we, know. well, you know, so, well, and, and therein lies kind of, well, we'll, we'll talk about this in a minute, but, um, uh, so Campus Martius is kind of in the center of downtown Detroit. Yeah. It's kind of the hub of the wheel, so to speak, right? It totally is. And it's actually a circle, isn't it? Yeah. It's, um, at the intersection of five major streets. Michigan Avenue, Cadillac Square, Fort Street, Monroe Street, and Woodward Avenue, which is basically Main Street. Yeah, not easy to navigate down. It is not easy to navigate down there. And it's because of the spokes. The spokes. So if we call this the hub, the Campus Martius is actually the hub of the wheel, right? Yeah. Um, Then... What are the spokes? The spokes are those roads that I just mentioned, Cadillac Square, Monroe Street. Those are the spokes. And they come right out of Campus Martius. So it's not – oh, so it's not – so you know know that area very well. So it's not like Michigan Avenue, Gratiot, those big big intersections come in to that. It's – that's what I see as the spokes of the wheel are like – Michigan Avenue, Woodward. Um, Those are spokes. Those are bigger spokes. Ah. The smaller spokes. Okay, so this is the deal. In Campus Martius, there is this spot okay. called the Point of Origin. Ah. And there is a sign there uh, telling the, you what it is, that it, that is indeed the exact Point of Origin of Detroit's coordinate system. So so this is the deal. I didn't really know about this, but in 1805, the city of Detroit caught fire. Okay. Huge fire. And the deal is, all the buildings were mostly wooden. So 
they weren't building a lot of brick buildings. Sure. And the whole town basically burned out. Hmm. 1805. 1805. Okay. Supposedly, John Harvey, the local banker, was uh, the cause of the fire. Hot ashes from a pipe in the bakery uh, caught fire, and then it traveled to a nearby barn, and one wooden structure after another. You know, you don't really hear about the Detroit fire. You hear about the Chicago fire, but you don't hear about the Detroit fire. So a banker... In a bakery, smoking a pipe. A baker. Oh, a baker. Oh, yeah. thank God. Okay. Loker ba- local oh. baker. Huh. And the other problem was the city didn't have a paid professional fire department. So what happened was the bucket brigade. You know what that is? Sure. Uh, that's where a fire, they, they go to the source of the water and there's somebody every couple feet and they... Pass a bucket to each person, right? Yeah, it started at the Detroit River. Oh. Okay. I have another interesting fact about the Detroit River. Okay. Did you know that it's not really a river? It is a strait. Technically, it is a strait because it is between two larger bodies of water, which are Lake Erie and Lake St. Clair. So... Technically, it's not actually a river, but people call it a river, and we know it as the Detroit River. But it's the strait. It is a strait. Huh. Yeah. So anyways, back to this point of origin. Well, um, after the fire, they needed to kind of replan the whole city. And Judge Augustus Woodward, there's a familiar Uh, name. There we go was appointed to oversee the city's rebuild plan to lay out the streets. So they placed their instruments and astronomical devices on the summit of a huge stone from which they viewed the planets and meteors in order to determine true north. Hmm. Point of origin. Located in the center of Campus Martius. So it's this point that the city of Detroit's coordinate system was created. Um, huh. Uh, yeah. Okay. So they. Right. So the city burns down. They they want to have a little bit more planned. They want to. Right. Like, well, right. And um, it's also a mile marker. So in other words, eight mile, which is the very edge of Detroit, right, is exactly. Eight miles from the point of ah, origin. Fascinating. Interesting, isn't it? And and eight and just for the I don't know if they but but eight mile is also known as baseline. It is and all and all the and on Woodward and Eight Mile is another point of origin by which Michigan was actually by the surveyors was mapped from county to county from north to south east to west. So that's the 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 point of origin for the state is 8 Mile and Woodward Avenue. Yeah. And that's Baseline Road goes all the way over to um, what, uh, to the lakeshore. But Augustus yeah. Woodward and his buddies, I mean, they actually, you know, got the coordinates from the planets. That's uh, – which is how you sail by the star. I mean, that's how sailors – I guess, and to determine true north. Right. Which is crazy because there isn't a road that seems to travel true north out of the city. And, and that's – and let me tell you, 
our our lovely listeners uh <laughs> the 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 roads that lead out of Detroit are generally straight but they go they in a northwest southwest north you know right. east and it's 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 not an easy city to uh get your bearings in it can uh, be very confusing so so Woodward had this idea okay to uh put together this street plan modeled after Washington, D.C., which also has this spoke deal. Which is also based on... on a French architect named Lafont, featuring diagonal streets that radiate like the spokes of a wheel. Okay, let me get this straight. Okay, so let's... So Paris is set out like um, a spoke, a, a hub and spoke, right? Yeah. Okay. So Detroit is laid out in like DC and Paris in that same hub and spoke design. Right. But it's only half a wheel. That's exactly right. It, you know, he never fully executed the the entire wheel. It was so it's just half a wheel. Because it sits on what what we now know as the Straits of Detroit. That's right. To the north is Lake St. Clair, to the uh, south is Lake Canada Erie. and Canada. And, well, in Canada. So, oh, wow, okay. So, yeah. So, we're, so if you kind of, if I'm thinking about it, uh, you, you take a wheel, you stick it, uh, down in the corner of Michigan, you cut off half of it, and there you go. That's, there you go. That's that, it. Okay. That's totally it. So, another thing I found out, you know, really, I've lived in Detroit my entire life in the city, and I've never really heard about this great fire. But, um, the whole story is visible in the flag of Detroit. On the city's flag, mm -hmm. two women appear in the center, one who weeps over the loss in the fire, and another who looks ahead to the stronger, brighter city that will replace it. And a Latin motto reads, it will rise from the ashes. I bet this is maybe a familiar story because well, there weren't too many brick buildings I, I, I am uh, in a lot of these cities. So – and and I'll try to look it up before the end of the show on on my phone. But there was a, a a really nice little history of Detroit by a young PhD student, I think at Wayne State. And to that point about you know um, Detroit burning, yeah, Detroit has burned about six or seven times. Uh, yeah, well, but, but because yeah. Detroit's four hundred years old, yeah. right? So. You know the whole, her whole thesis of this short, really lovely book, and I'll try to find it before we get off air. But um, the, her whole thesis was that, you know, Detroit rises, right? And then it burns and then it rises again and then it burns. Every time it comes back a little bit stronger, you know, but it, but, and she was making the point that today in, in today's, you know, it, it was a rise and a fall. So are you telling me it's been comeback city more for than 400 once? years? <laughs> I bet you that there were, um, you know, there were people like us back in the, well, I'm not, you know, maybe, maybe <laughs> there, there always has to be a voice of hope for this city. And I'm proud to be one of them. Totally. So, you too? Yeah, absolutely. You, you lived in Detroit. You lived in the house, our grandparents' house on Six Mile in Gratiot? Yes. Right off one of the spokes. Of right the off one of the major spokes, for sure. So, so Campus Martius was... Initially, back in the, I would say, first half of the 1800s, a place to honor soldiers. 
And at the beginning of the Civil War, the 1st Michigan Regiment received their colors at Campus Martius before leaving for duty. So it's always had kind of a historic significance for uh, the drill grounds and the Civil War. So It's got the point of origin for... Right. Yes. And so... Um, after the Civil War, it was uh, Campus Martius was selected as the location for the Michigan Soldiers and Sailors Monument. And that thing is enormous. And it is one of the few things, all those buildings that I said that are not there anymore, okay, the monument is still hmm. there. And it is amazing. It is multi-layered. It has multiple statues and multiple plaques, and it's enormous. It must be so uh, – where, where? Right in the center? Right. Of- well, right on the southern tip of it, on the very southern tip. So it's 60 feet tall. And at the time, which was 1865, it cost $75,000 to build. And today, do you know how much that is? No. Nope. million. Wow. So uh, the sculpture was Randolph Rogers, an Ann Arbor native who studied in Florence, Italy. Hmm. And he won the commission to put this monument together after a public competition Hmm. in 1867. So – And what was this monument to – again, what what was the – what was The Michigan Soldiers and Sailors Monument of the American Civil War. So you've got bronze medallions of Civil War Union leaders, including Abraham Lincoln. You've got allegorical figures representing victory, union, history, emancipation. You've got 900-pound statues representing the four branches of the military. The bottom has four screeching eagles. Okay. With outstretched wings. Okay. I, I am so glad that you mentioned this. You know why? <laughs> why? Because you and I have gone down there. Yeah. I have gone down there on my own. I, I know not of what you speak. And how is it possible that something so monolithic is I you? think people are just used to walking past monuments and not really noticing them. I'm glad that you pointed that out because now if the listeners go down there, check out the monument. I'm going to next time I go down to the Absolutely. Okay. I mean, this is a really big deal when this was put together. It's bronze and granite, and it was formally unveiled in 1872. And uh, it was huge in Detroit. 25,000 visitors turned out for the unveiling. And each of the state's main cities was represented by a marching delegation. There you go. Detroit's hotels could not accommodate the crowd. People had to sleep on the floors of halls and in taverns. Wow. This was a huge, big deal. So jump ahead 100 years, 1986. Uh, so let, let, I, I yeah. just want, again, to kind of uh, – Get people to. I went down there a couple of weeks ago, and um, there's actually a seven. There's a Seven Eleven on one of the corners, and I stopped, and I and I checked out, and I just kind of, and I walked the circle of Campus Martius, right? Yeah. It there. It's much better to walk it than to drive it. But 
What's in the center of Campus Martius? Because there is a nice feeling when you walk, when you're walking that circle, right? When you're walking around, it's an interesting kind of perspective and it feels, and there were a lot of people out, you know, it was vibrant. And the way it's lit and the buildings, I don't know, it just, it felt comfortable. It felt. Well, that's been very deliberate in the past 20 years. Uh, Campus Martius has a story familiar to all Detroiters, which is beautiful areas of the city were abandoned and vacant buildings circled them and the city became Dilap- I mean, dil- yeah, just dilapidated and you know, any park or public area just became weedy and almost dangerous. It was you know, it was a sad so, situation, so, and a lot of those build beautiful buildings that were around it, including City Hill, all were ripped down. Uh, well, I'll tell you what the the planning has worked out, and it is a, it's a, it's just a beautiful spot of Detroit. So. It is an absolutely gorgeous spot. So, um, you know, what happened is. You know, sorry like for taking I said. your train. Sorry, no, for that's taking okay. Your train that's over. all right. You yeah, know, we, back in the 1950s and the 60s, everybody left Detroit. You know what I mean? And they just deserted this, you know, department stores. We've talked about Hudson's closed and, you know, Hudson's has been demolished. So many buildings have, are not there. They used to, you know, that really circled that area. And uh, 1999. That's when they, they de- mayor Detroit Mayor Dennis Archer, and the Detroit Three Hundred established a task force to revitalize Campus Marshet and bring it back to its former glory and more. So a plan was developed in two thousand one, okay, which happened to be Detroit's three hundredth anniversary, ah. by local leader Edsel Ford the second. Go Edsel! Yeah. And others as a legacy gift to the city. So they put together this plan. Um, and they had a plan developed by William White, William Holly White, that included abundant seating. I'm sure this is what you noticed when you walked around the circle. Mm-hmm. Raised and widened curbs. Yes. Paris style movable that, chairs. Oh my God. You're... And triangulation. Or a range of activities uh, designed to bring and keep people in you know, the park. You know, I, I yes, that I'm. It, it feels it old. Worked. Yeah, it's great. Now, the one thing about Detroit being abandoned or these places, you know, they never tore anything down. So this is what it looked like since it. I mean, it's been refurbished, but. The, the, it goes back to what it was, right? Yeah, when it was the busiest intersection in the city. Wow. So um, construction of the park was completed for the park's grand opening on November 19th, 2004, uh, and was completed that year. So since 2004, it's developed into a vibrant gathering place and the heart of the city. A slow it, – it, it, not, and not overnight because once they cleaned it up – and once they got the kind of infrastructure back, it took some time to bring in, well, like the vendors. What was uh, this this winter they had? Winter the, market. Winter market. And I and I think it's it's been a slow go to bring people back 
down to Detroit for some kind of big bit, big city experience. Well, and and did, doesn't the old Hudson Building, the the um, abandoned spot? I mean, like now there's, uh, isn't that where um, uh, Shinola? Isn't Shinola on? Oh yeah, campus? the Shinola Hotel is just a block away, and the new Hudson's Building that just started construction is very close to Campus Martius. I mean, it's a yeah. it's an amazing spot. So, I mean, I love Campus Martius. I think it's you do so love, beautiful. You love Campus Martius. I do. I totally do. And one of the things I love about it are the flowers. In the spring, thousands and thousands and thousands of tulips are in bloom. Really? Oh, my gosh. It is, it is a sight to be seen. Huh. So it's got two major lawn areas with movable chairs. And, you know, the... People that put it together made sure that it has security 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Because like I said, people, first of all, are a little maybe nervous about coming to downtown Detroit. Second of all, they don't really understand what this is, where this is. Um, But it is party time. I mean, all year round. In the winter, they have that winter market, which is like a Christmas market, but it's not just open air. It has beautiful little glass buildings. This is actually in Cadillac Square, which is adjacent to Cam- Campus Marshes. Is it like a piece of a pi- – kind of like a triangle? Um, A little bit. It's, yeah. it's on one of the spokes, and okay. it's kind of like another little park. And I've seen a lot of food trucks there in the summer, but – it's recently been announced that those little market buildings are going to be coming back this spring. Oh, great. And the Cadillac Lounge, which was amazing. Uh, this enormous tent with the most beautiful and huge, just enormous, beautiful furniture, leather sofas, um, oriental rugs. I would say probably about 12 different large seating areas with a big coffee table in the middle and chairs and sofas all around it and games. Giant Jenga. Jenga? Giant Jenga. Giant Uh. Jenga, which is super fun to play. Do you know what Jenga is? Uh, It's the one where you put the blocks in. Right. Or you take the blocks out, actually. Right. Right. Yeah. You pile up the blocks and Mm -hmm. then you take one out. We played it with some friends of ours and Mm -hmm. every single coffee table had giant Jenga on the coffee table. Guess who loses in Jenga most of the time. (laughs) My energy is not contained very well. Um, So I, you know, uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, I I had a meeting up in just uh, northwest of uh, Detroit in a a city bordering Detroit, Gross Point, right? Yeah. And... uh, uh, I was coming – I wanted to come down through the city and this is about 7 o'clock at night. So I come down Jefferson, right? Yeah. Jefferson comes – that's a spoke, right? Jefferson's – Yep. Yep. Jefferson's a spoke. It's the farthest – Well, it runs along the river. It runs along the river. Or the street. Right. <laughs> um, 
So I come down, and the way the roads lead is you kind of do, if you're going to come to Detroit, it kind of leads to Campus Martius. I mean, it's, it's kind of odd if you just kind of cut in. It's going the towards, middle. It's the middle. And I, I have to say, as you're describing these kind of different pieces of it, I, I stopped, and I, I just couldn't believe, like, the people walking around on a February evening, it just it, – like people were relaxed because other people were relaxed and because people were down there. You don't it has even brought so much life to the city. I, I, I mean, I stopped and just, I was like really surprised. The ice skating rink is an amazing addition to Campus Martius. And it was one of the first things that was installed. <laughs> it is big. It is Detroit's own little Rockefeller Center. People love that ice rink. They are skating constantly. And if they're not skating, they're standing around the edge looking at the skaters. I have a nephew who proposed to his now wife while they were ice skating at Campus Martius. It's a beautiful, romantic spot, especially in the winter. Okay, in the summer, they kind of turn it into a beach, if you can believe this. They bring in... Truckload after truckload of sand. They put in a cabana bar and a tiki bar and beach chairs and beach toys. And it's a beach. Also in the middle of it is a very fine, high level restaurant called Park, (laughs) which adds an awful lot of class to the area. It's just an absolutely gorgeous, and it was just recently named Detroit's Restaurant of the Year. Have you been there? I have, I've been there for lunch, and, and, it, and, and it is yeah. absolutely beautiful. I would say it is probably one of Detroit's most beautiful restaurants. Now, that restaurant, that that building has, this is the third restaurant that's been there. Sure. There was the Fountain Rest Grill, I think, before sure. Park, and before that, it was kind of a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. But this is the most glamorous uh, restaurant that's been in that building, and it's very, very pretty. But I know, you know, we go back to all the time. People just don't know where Campus Martius is, what Campus Martius is. I mean, to me, the name Campus Martius does not scream park in the middle of the city. No. I mean, I think people are confused. Is it a memorial? Well, yes. What is it exactly? But my husband and I went down with some friends last summer during the middle of the whole beach experience. Yeah. Yeah. That was going on at Campus Martius. And actually, we took the Q-Line bus downtown, got off the bus, walked up Woodward, to Campus Martius, and this is what I heard from my friends. Okay, this is about the easiest, cheapest trip to Chicago that we've ever taken. (laughs) That is so fantastic. (laughs) There were tons of people there, people walking around. There are some really cool little restaurants surrounding Campus Martius also. We've got a Shake Shack Mm -hmm. out of New York that's there. Um, we've got Hard Rock Cafe, which has been there for a little while. So, so, 
So that's interesting that you say, uh, you know, how you say that it doesn't scream, you know, park in the center of the city. It kind of doesn't. Because it was, well, what's the history of it? It was first a place for uh, military use, right? Right. Then it became kind of a, uh, the point of origin. And when we did that show on, um, you know, Detroit's, uh, Verner's and the food. Right. you know, when you talk about Detroit and you talk about the growth of Detroit, it's always starts at Campus Martius. Uh, uh, you know, everything was it's kind the of heart. Fo- it's yeah, it's the heart. So it's and now in its twenty first century uh, 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 revibrance, it's um, entertainment. Really, it is total entertainment. Yeah, sure. You know, it's also where they put the Rockefeller style Christmas tree. Yes, at Christmas. Right. And that winter market is so beautiful. And I'm very anxious to see how it's going to translate to warmer weather. Um, I'm well, sure you, it'll be beautiful. You, you love your flowers. I love flowers, for and, sure. And the tulips are coming. The, I can't wait to see those tulips. Now, has that been going on like for a long time? Well, that since that, yeah, I would say probably since they opened it in 2004. Okay, sure. So, yeah, in Cadillac Square, I want to talk about that just a little bit. That's where that winter market was, and that's where this new summer market, I guess, so, is going to be. So that's not that's not Campus Martius. That's it's Cal- right next to it, and it's kind of connected to it, although oh. you do have to walk across that little circular street that goes around Campus okay. Martius. Sure. It's so close to it. Um, but that Cadillac Square okay. uh, has kind of a cool historical... Uh, object in it called the Bagley Memorial Fountain, which was the city's first public drinking fountain (laughs) created at the behest of John Bagley, who was a political and civil leader in Detroit in the mid 1800s. Um, He was the governor and he wanted to provide clean drinking water to minimize diseases. So it's a beautiful fountain. It actually is absolutely stunning. It's the design of Henry Hobson Richardson, a leading architect of the time. It features four lion heads, which spout water when the fountain was operable, four Byzantine columns that define four arched openings, and it is covered with carvings. And the smooth fountain top is a pyramid. So, you know. So tell me this, Linda. It's a great place. Um so let's say I'm a dude, which in real life I'm not a dude. But uh You're totally a dude. Ah, uh, well, you know. But I but I like the historical stuff. So if I'm a dude and uh my wife's significant other, you know, wants to go down to Campus Martius cuz it's the tulips, right? Yeah. What 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 what's a dude going to find interesting down there? Is a dude going to So Randy, your husband, he's he's a nice guy. Ice skating? So, okay. Fine dining. A lively atmosphere. Oh, um, I'm thinking, is there a volleyball net and um, beautiful beach girls um, playing volleyball in the I summer? I think there is. <gasps> okay. All right. So There just, you yeah. go. Right. Okay. Just wanted, you know. And the, and the sports, the stadiums are right around there. The stadiums are Ti- very close by. Is Tiger Stadium within uh, walking distance or is that a – It is within walking distance. It's probably about four blocks away, which isn't that far no. away. For sure. And the Little Caesar Center, which is the new hockey that's ring that's probably far. about five or six blocks away. It's really it, not that far. Is it that far? Is it that? It's all very easily walkable. Okay, cool. But I think a lot of people, when they go down to maybe to explore Detroit, to explore the 
the all the new things that are happening in the city that they're reading about and hearing about, yeah. but don't really quite understand, don't really know where to go and where to park. That is a huge big uh, deal. Where do you park? Uh, arg. Parking. Yeah. Arg. I know. It's- so my suggestion is there are tons of parking structures surrounding Campus Martius. And a lot of surface lots, too. Uh, and a lot of surface mar- lots. So just, you know, bite the bullet and realize that you're probably going to have to pay for parking and go into a structure. And I don't think it's any different than any other big city. Um, so if if uh, I am a big you know, hockey fan and I drive in from the suburbs to see the Red Wings, right? Right. So right now you're saying that um, it's a pretty easy walk after a game or before a game. You could park there. Just just walk down to Campus Marshall. You could very tie your, easily tie your stadium. Just yeah. walk down. There's there's absolutely that's helpful. Very easily. Okay. Cool. And while you're down there, take a little walk around, look and see at all the new building and all the new construction that's going on, and a lot of the signs that are showing what these new buildings are going to look like when they're done. For that alone, it's worth the trip to go down and just check out like what it looks like now. You know, Detroit hasn't had a major uh, facelift or a major change. Well, there's one going on now, that's yeah. for sure. Cool. Yeah. So I would say, you know, Campus Martius is a place where people can enjoy Detroit in a new way and celebrate the comeback city and the growth of this city that's on the rise. You know, Campus Martius is full of life, energy, and a positive vibe that is bringing the city together. Uh, I'm excited to go back down and look at it again after having this conversation because we purposely – I didn't do a lot of uh, – we, we kind of picked this topic uh, just you know today actually and, and I said, let's just talk about it. And well, you have a lot of good questions about, well, what is it exactly and how do you get there and, well, and, and what does it include, which I think a lot of people have the same questions. Uh, and, and if you have been there – uh, but maybe didn't see – you know, now – yeah, I don't know. You just – you did a good job, Linda. Let's um, – let's let, – let, yeah, hey, this is pretty uh, like helpful actually. I, I, great. I, you, great. And when you're down there – Look at how professional she when, is. Next look, look, time, she, look for that plaque that talks about the point of origin. Uh, yeah, and I actually looked it up online and there's – it's a nice big plaque. Great. Yeah. I don't uh, think I've seen it. I think I've looked for it and I haven't really found it yet. Well, you're always looking up. Uh, evidently, you, that's yeah, what it is. That's kind of your. That's who you are. Well, I think I think we're done with campus marshes. I think we're ready to wrap this up. Uh, so, Linda, I found the name and the author of the book uh, on the history of Detroit. There's many many books, uh, but this one I, I recommend. It's called "The Hidden History of Detroit." Oh, and it is by Amy Elliott Bragg, and it's B R A G G. And uh, I, you know, we're not getting. You recommend it. Well, uh, abandoned houses, all night parties, bicycle culture, corrupt politicians, decrepit streets, illegal towers and high profile feuds over public art all before the end of 1800. Whoa. There you go. That's the teaser. There we go. Excellent. Thanks, Thanks, Matt. You're welcome. Great. Okay. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks, Linda.